So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast here with Jaden from With Confidence. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? Um, one more time, sorry. What inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? Um, great question. Uh, what inspired the creation of the band was actually um, a drunken New Year's Eve uh, oh, nice. uh, where Josh and myself uh, were out... Uh, getting drunk in Sydney city. Um, and we, we, we knew that, you know, we both loved music and Josh played drums and, you know, I was in my bedroom doing YouTube videos and we were like talking about it. Um, and it just drunkenly came up. We just said, you know, like, why have we never jammed before? Like we should get together in your shed and we should just be really loud and create some music. Um, and it kind of just went from there. Um, the band name was actually inspired by a song by The Dangerous Summer, um, which is one of my favorite bands, one of Josh's favorite bands as well. Um, they have a song called Of Confidence um, that we had actually been covering at the time at our practices. Um, and we kind of just morphed it a little to represent something we wanted to go into with confidence. Okay. okay. That's really cool. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, so congrats on your newest release, uh, Love and Loathing. How do you felt the response to that album so far? Um, it's been really good. Um, we, I think Moving Boxes just hit 10 million plays the other day on Spotify, which is really cool. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things, like our first album was pretty successful, like for a first release. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's, you know, it's always kind of nerve wracking trying to top something i guess so you know when we were recording that there was like this concern like it's like what if it's not going to be good enough you know people need to look at a band and think that you know there's progression and they're they're still doing really good stuff um but you know uh moving boxes ended up being one of our biggest songs um packaret is still like in our top played people really really love that so it's nice to know that the new album still had a bunch of songs that people really really loved um and didn't kind of just get washed out by all the old stuff you know so I'm I really think it went well. Um, I'm I'm really excited about it still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a really good follow-up album. So. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so is there any meaning behind that album name or the cover art? Yeah, I mean, um, God, I haven't talked about Love and Loathing for a second. Um, the the uh, it's kind of about the you know the contrast between the two. Um, the the songs. Uh, kind of leaned on like a spectrum on the on the left or the right of that that uh topic mm -hmm. um a lot of the songs are you know we've written a few love songs before um let me get it up on spotify i'm actually gonna look it's been a second um the uh, there is kind of this idea of like like loathing and self-loathing and negativity mm -hmm. um and i guess i'd kind of just say it's like about the balance of those two the yin and the yangs you know yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for that album? Sure. Um, the writing process, we kind of experimented a bit more with this one. Um, we have always been a band that liked to jam stuff out in a practice space, you know? Mm -hmm. We like to be really, really loud and we like to make sure that, you know, it was, it was kind of written in like an organic rock way. Uh, and then, you know, when you go into the studio, that's when you would kind of like iron it out and polish it out. Yeah. Um, but on this record, we, we did a bit more experimenta uh, experimenting. We did uh, some writing in the studio this time. Mm -hmm. um, 
we did some writing, you know, like just by ourselves and then bringing in something that was more finished. Um, but, you know, for the most part, these are all just really loud practice based songs that came together in the studio. Okay. Yeah. Did you prefer that over how you wrote the first album? Like, would you do that again or would you mix sure the two? You know, I, I mean, I love them both. I really do love them both. Um, my, my like full-time gig at the moment is I, I write and produce for other artists. Um, and, you know, being able to do that has, you know, shown me this other way of writing, which is, you know, uh, just meeting up with someone you've never met before and trying to talk about things you, you both can have experience and relate um, mm -hmm. on, you know, and, and just writing something from there. Um, and it, it really has given me this understanding that there's so many ways to write a song, you oh. know. Um, none are correct, none are incorrect. They're all just different. Um, and I honestly like them all uh, for different reasons, you know. They definitely produce different results. Um, but uh, just I just like songwriting in general, you know. Yeah. They're, they're all great. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so then what song on this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Um, the the one that took the longest to write was Bruise. Um, that was actually supposed to come out on our first album, Better Weather. Um, that was that was written in two thousand and sixteen, I believe. Fifteen. It was written in two thousand and fifteen. Um, I remember showing our producer of Better Weather, Stevie Knight. Um, shout out to Stevie. I'm actually wearing his band's T-shirt right now. The Dead Lover. You should check him out. Um, but uh. That was also a drunken night. I feel like all the Wisconsin stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We came back from, we, we were all hanging out. We all went and got some beers and we came back to Stevie's house and I showed them brews. Um, and um, they really, really loved it. But I just felt like it wasn't ready. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't get it there. I couldn't get it right. And when it came to tracking the first album, I like, I just wasn't ready. You know, I, I felt like it, I couldn't do it properly. So I just held on to it and I held on to it for a couple more years until we ended up recording it in 2018. Um, so that's, I would say that's the one that took the longest. Um, <laughs> if we're going to ask my favorite, um, that's really hard. Uh, I would maybe say Tales, um, okay. which is probably the least big song on that album. But I, I love it because... Um, it's one of those things like all, all of all of us in the band when we play that song we all just really enjoy it um and it feel like you feel a vibe when you're playing it and it's something a little bit different for us and i feel like the lyrics were really meaningful mm -hmm. um so i'd probably say tales yeah taste yeah all right That's uh can you tell me where your headspace was while creating this album um i guess it was created over like about a period of like a year um I don't know, my headspace was everywhere, I guess. Um, I was, you know, we were touring a lot when we wrote this album. Um, so my head was on the road a lot. Mm -hmm. um, get really creative on the road. You know, when you go out and you experience a lot of stuff, meet a lot of new people, it like kind of inspires a lot of uh, writing, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but then, you know, also like going into the studio and like kind of like being by yourself, um, headspace was kind of like very uh very internal um i guess uh but i don't know like mostly positive i mean i always write positive music for the most part yeah. um so i think you know 
the the overarching idea of love and loathing is that there is a positivity there and uh, a hopefulness, you know. So I, I would probably say that that's where my my head was at and is probably going to continue to be at for the rest of my life. <laughs> okay, I mean. Yeah. That's different from most answers we get, which is like, I was really sad in a deep yeah. depression, you know? That's how no, most no. people write music, I guess. I was hopeful about it. Yeah, oh, okay. Good. All right. Good. That's fine. That's fine. You always got to have that sprinkle of sad, you know? Yeah, exactly. Fresh out of a breakup, something like that. Uh, so, yeah. is there a certain feeling you want listeners to have while going through the album? Is there a certain sort of what? Feeling. Feeling? Feeling? Um... You know what? No, it's up to the listener. Um, I, I that's not something I would ever really think about. I just kind of like write what is uh, what is real and organic and true, um, and I know that people will hear it the way that they need to hear it. Um, it's one of the best things about music is how subjective um, it is, and you know how it can differ from one person to another the way that they're hearing something. Yeah. Um, so. I wouldn't say that there was a feeling that someone's, you know, supposed to um, hear, understand, or interpret. I think, you know, they're just supposed to listen, and if they love it, they love it, and I hope that they feel something. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, so this one should go, like, super, super fast. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Love and loathing. <laughs> Cheap. It took the Cheap. way out. I hate this. <laughs> I, I hate okay. this game. Um, <laughs> so, how do you feel about the, the growth from your first release until now? You did kind of touch on it in the very beginning, but <laughs> yeah, um, good. I feel good about it. Um, obviously, you know, we're at a weird time for touring and stuff right now. Um, but between when we released the album, um, we did, I would say, probably like one and a half world tours. Um, and we we got to do stuff that we hadn't done on this album. You know, we got to play um, places around Asia that we'd never been before. Um, and, you know, we would go there and there would still be, you know, hundreds and hundreds of kids that knew us and really loved the music. And that was, um, I don't know, that's always the craziest feeling when you go somewhere and people, you know, relate to the songs that you wrote in a place you've never been. You know, it's, it's yeah. a crazy feeling. We got to do a lot of that. Um, we got to, you know, look at the numbers and see that there was this growth that happened. Um, you know, all of all of the, you know, the Spotify numbers went up, and you know, there more people were coming to shows as well. Yeah, it was it was just kind of this organic growth that was happening. Um, and it is always really weird as someone that's you know been with with confidence since 2012 having people come up to me and say like oh like i just found out about your band i love love and loathing you mm -hmm. know um so that's always a really weird feeling of people that are you know just discovering us for the first time now um after it feels like you know it's been my life for almost a decade you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah i would say the the growth was really really great and um i'm actually really really excited for the next album now um that is honestly just around the corner are you serious? How around the corner are we talking? Yeah, what are, what are we saying right now? Um, well, I mean, early next year is okay. definitely. Early? I saw you like freeze up there. You're like, how much can I say? Yeah, that's all I can say. Early next year is where yeah, we're sure. where we'll definitely be hearing some new with confidence. Okay. okay. We won't push too much out of you because yeah, we know yeah, there's yeah. labels, but okay. So, I'll definitely get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, so this question might be a little weird, but I, it's been on my head since the first time I've listened to this song. So, I love it. Uh, you have a song called Voldemort, right? Yeah. Obviously. Uh, at the end of it, you have like this crowd cheering. Is that, are those like your friends? And then also in the very, very end of it, it sounds like you're calling for somebody called like Jody, Brody, I don't know. Did you ever find them? <laughs> like, I've always been so confused. And that's it. That's, that's my question. Sorry. Oh, Jody. Yeah, I hear the Jody. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really funny. Um, so that's actually a fun story. Uh, okay. So the end of that was actually filmed um, in a bar in Sydney, Australia. Um, it's a bar called Frankie's, and mm -hmm. it's a it's a pizza rock and roll bar, and it's one of our favorites in the world. We still go there today. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the bar that we went uh, when we were first talking about the album with our producer, Stevie. We said, look, let's meet up at Frankie's. Mm -hmm. um, we will just drink a bunch of whiskey and beer and talk about the album. And um, fun fact, this is actually the same night that I showed them brews at the end of that night. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, we, uh, we went to Frankie's, we did the thing, we all got in the same headspace and we went and we wrote and re or we recorded Better Weather. Um, and then, you know, halfway through that process, we were recording Voldemort and we thought, you know, we really wanted the end of this for it to be, you know, fun and positive and energetic. Like we want to hear all these people talking and laughing. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't want to like pretend to do it, you know? So yeah. took a bunch of microphones um, and at about 5, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., um, we went into Frankie's again and we ordered a bunch of beer and we mm -hmm. set the microphones up in the corner and we just hung out with a bunch of people and nobody oh. knew the microphones were there um yeah. so we just recorded for about an hour and uh ended up using the takes that we thought were the best um i think i think just before you heard that jody some person was asking if they brought the dress to frankie's mm -hmm. like <laughs> i don't know you can hear it like did you bring the dress or something like yeah, that yeah yeah but, you know, we thought it was like a nice little tribute to the place that Better Weather started in such mm -hmm. a positive way. Um, so, yeah, it was just a it was just a field recording of a bar where everyone was legitimately having a really good time and enjoying themselves. <laughs> oh, that's so wholesome. I love that. Yeah. I love I that. Love that. Mm -hmm. um, so, tours. In early 2019, uh, you went on a North American tour with uh, Set It Off and Super Whatever. Uh, how did yeah. that come about? <clears throat> um, how did it come about? I mean, uh, we've been friends with um, we've been friends with Set It Off. Uh, I actually wrote a song on Set It Off's last album, um, "Stitch Me Up," uh, was a song where we came together, we just hung out, um, and from that point, you know, we were all in Los Angeles, so we we just we just hang out, and then when the, when our name came up for their tour, they thought, you know, like yeah. We would we would love those guys on um so we i think we also did some dates with them in asia as well um we've just been around the same you know same areas we did walk tour as well um they're just friends i guess um you know a lot of people um don't don't really know but like touring usually just comes together it's not like a bunch of people's you know behind tables and desks sending emails it's really just a bunch of friends hanging out and being like you know i'd love to tour like this would be fun that would be fun um all the bands that we take on tour when we tour are just bands that we really like and respect and you know dig their music 
Um, yeah. So I think it, was, it just came together because we're friends. Um, and we met Super Whatever on that tour and um, fell in love. I love Sky is one of my favorite people. Um, such a such a weird, awesome, cool, creative guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's doing some really cool stuff now too. Yeah, yeah Sky's one of our good friends here. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's love yeah. to hear that. Bullied him onto the podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Wait, so you mentioned like it's usually you bring on like your friends or people that you just respect on tour. Is that the same for Seaway uh, and Dollskin? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, of course. Okay. Um, Seaway, uh, we actually brought to Australia in 2016. I want to mm-hmm. say could have been 17. Um, I think it was 16, but we, we brought them to Australia and uh, we had such a good time. We just took them all around, you know, our home cities and yeah. we got to introduce them to um, crowds of like almost a thousand people where they'd never been before. And, you know, we just had a really good time with them and we had a bunch of fun. Um, so when it came to organizing a tour in the U.S., you know, we we're looking at people. Um, we thought that would be a really, really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was that the only band you asked about? Did I get distracted? Dolskin. Dolskin, of course. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, okay. we went on warp tour with Dolskin. Um, we would we would hang out with them frequently. Um, they're some of the coolest people we met. They're so talented, unbelievably talented. Um, Sydney is such a crazy vocalist. Um, I actually got the chance to write with Dolskin as well for the new album. Um, so that that'll be a really cool song that comes out. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, it's usually it's usually just friends, you know. It's uh it's the best way to do it. I mean, you when you're touring, you're away for sometimes like three months, uh, with a bunch of people that you see every single day. You know, you want it to be people that you really like to hang yeah. out with. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Right, that's cool. Totally. Uh, so, what can fans expect for your 2021 tours if the world allows that to happen? Um, hopefully it does. Our fingers hopefully. are crossed. Um, we're hearing some good things. Um, we. Uh, would probably say to expect, um, I mean, the music is different. Mm-hmm. So the live experience is going to be different. Okay. Um, I would say it's going to be a lot weirder, a lot cooler, um, different kind of energy, um, but definitely bigger. I think we are 100% stepping it up on this album. Um, and I think the touring will definitely reflect that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so sorry, I have something to say. So you said we already said like we're not going to push you for for album stuff, <laughs> but you said it's going to sound different. What are we, what are we talking about? Different how? Um, if, whatever you can say if you want to say anything. Like no pressure. Really, um, I will say this. Uh, kind of like our motto for <laughs> this album um, mm-hmm. was we experimented like crazy. Um, and we really fell in love with ugly, like off-putting, um, quirky sounds. Okay. And like the worse it sound, the more we loved it. Um, (laughs) Okay. Like while the songs themselves are still with confident songs and they will undeniably be, you know, we're going to try to make them as catchy and as fun and uh, as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of weirdness in these songs, um, okay. and we definitely stepped outside of our comfort zone. Um, so that's probably all I can say, but it's definitely different, and I'm excited. Okay. So I'm did you excited. guys just, like, go 100 gex on us, or, like... 100 gex, absolutely. Okay. Oh awesome. So Major excited. influence. 
<laughs> and you said you've been hearing good things about touring and everything. Do you guys have at least dates tentatively booked for 2021 at some point? Dates that I can't talk too much about. Um, um, we do have the slam dunk dates set in right now. They're, they're already announced. Um, or everyone's really hopeful for those. Uh, yeah. We'll have to see how it turns out. We're not sure about those. Um, but fingers crossed. Um, but definitely mid to late year where uh we're feeling hopeful about right. but i guess yeah um yeah so where do you see the project in the next five years um just being with con just just living the dream man just uh writing and touring um and trying to constantly expand and uh push ourselves as musicians and artists i would say that that's that's in the next five years for us okay solid uh, yeah. So, for the last couple questions, we're actually going to shift mm -hmm. away from music, if that's okay with you. Totally. Sick. So, we're going to move straight to death row. Boom. So, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Infinite boom. Ooh, last meal with a drink. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a good one. Um, I would say veggie grill is, uh, it's like a, a takeaway place. Um, I'm not sure if there's much on the East Coast, but on the West Coast, there's a bunch. Um, it's basically just like, like vegan McDonald's. <laughs> okay, I could go for that. Great, yeah. Bomb stuff. It's really good. Um, and for the drink, um, um, I would probably say like a polar seltzer. I just, okay. That's an East Coast thing. <laughs> yeah. And love polar seltzer. Literally all I drink that and coffee <laughs> uh so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live um i would live in the harry potter universe as you um, should yeah absolutely uh, mm -hmm. i i would probably like want to be like a teacher at hogwarts or like maybe i could work in the ministry of magic when it's like you know good and not you know kind of sketchy yeah. depends who's doing it um definitely the harry potter universe i'm still okay. upset that i never got my uh my Hogwarts letter as a kid, so oh. maybe I, maybe I could be a teacher or something. I don't know. Okay, I have two questions about that. One, if you were a teacher, what mm -hmm. class would you teach? And two, what house are you in? Uh, I'm Slytherin, 100%. Okay. I'm I getting confirmed as a Slytherin, and it feels right. Um, I I've never thought about what I would teach. Uh, I mean, defense against the dark arts is probably like the coolest, um, but god there's so much cool stuff um i wouldn't yeah i'd probably say defense against the dark arts um okay. or or uh, hagrid's assistant you know either or mm -hmm. all right taste taste yeah well, so i have the honor of asking the last question every cool. single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question okay what's your favorite color um uh united nations blue is usually what I go with. Um, it's a very specific shade of blue. Mm -hmm. If you Google it, you'll see it. Um, it's very calming, um, but at the same time still has a little bit of uh, energy and excitement to it. Um, I think that's probably a reflection on me. I would say United Nations blue. Good question. Yeah, of course. All right. <laughs> uh, well, as Corey said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um. Not plug. I just, I guess, I'd want to thank anyone that listens to our band. Um, thanks for listening to our songs and sticking around. And I'm really excited for the next chapter. Oh yeah.
Uh, well, thank you for sitting out with us. It's been Jaden from With Confidence and Worthy of Noise Podcast.